from the theme today, healing, health, and restoration. Healing, health, and restoration. You all turn your phones off, please. Healing, health, and restoration. Put it on vibrate. Luke chapter 17, beginning with verse 11 to 19, we find these words. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of uh, Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men which were lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Yeshua, Rabbi, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Yeshua answered, saying, Were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go to your way. Your belief has made you whole. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word and sanctify deep in our souls. From the theme, Healing, Health, and Restoration. The word healing, it means to get a cure, receive a cure, to be deliverant or to receive relief from disease, sicknesses, and plagues. When we talk about health, we want to talk about feeling the goodness of God in our physical body. Because the things that attack our body begin spiritually and then they work into the physical realm and manifest within our bodies, within our cells, and within our hearts and minds. Also, the Bible tells us and tells us and shares with us that health is to be made whole, to be made complete, and to be turned from sickness and disease to complete restoration and salvation. The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless, at the coming of our Lord Yeshua Christ, our Lord and Savior. He said, it is imperative that the body of Christ receive healing and walk in health and in fullness and in deliverance from everything that they experience and go through in life. In this particular dialogue, we find the word of God talks about these ten leprosies. Leprosy was a contagious disease uh, that affects the skin, the mucous membranes and the nerves causing discoloration and lumps in the body. It uh, also gets on the skin and in severe cases it can, can give you uh, disfragment and deformities in your body or in your face or all over your body. Leprosy was given because people were not following the spiritual rules and orders of God. And because of that, God struck them down with leprosy. If you recall, Moses had a sister by the name of Miriam. Miriam was a prophet. A prophetess, and as Miriam developed and grew, she worked along with Aaron and Moses, uh, her brothers. And in the process, Moses married this woman uh, named Keturah uh, uh, of Zipporah. And when he married Zipporah, Miriam got angry with Moses. Yeah, yeah. And she came up against Moses. She rose up against him, and so did Aaron. But, but in the process of their conversation, Moses 
accepted the apology and, and, and the forgiveness of Aaron. Miriam, on the other hand, she decided to just stay closed and she wouldn't do what she needed to do or ask for forgiveness because she came up against God's servant. But what God did in the process, he came down in a cloud and he called them all into a meeting and he ministered and talked with them in that meeting. And, and, and Miriam still would not relinquish her atrocities and, and the fact that she'd come up against him. And what happened was when the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, Miriam was struck with leprosy. And when she was struck with leprosy, it worried Moses. And Moses begged God. He said, Lord, heal her. And God responded to his manservant. Even though there was a discourse, God moved and healed Miriam of the leprosy that she had. Now, we back to the story in this particular chapter. We find that, this, that, that, that leprosy was something that you didn't want to get. And the reason you didn't want to get it is because it created so many problems for you. The story is told that, that the, in, in, uh, in the scripture over in the book of Deuteronomy, that, that they, when they were struck with leprosy, they had to go before the priest who was Aaron or his sons, and they had to be declared whether they had leprosy or whether they were cleansed. And what would happen is when someone was brought before the priest or his sons, and, and they examined the sore on the skin of the flesh, if the hair of the sore had turned white and the sore appeared deeper than the skin, they had leprosy. And they would be put outside of the camp for seven days. And they would be in the wilderness. When you had leprosy, you lost everything, your home, your family, your possessions. Everything was stripped from you and you were considered an outcast. And you had to walk along the streets with your face covered and you had to say, unclean when somebody approached you so that they could cross to the other side and not come near you because leprosy could be passed from one person to another. After seven days they would come back before the priest and he would re-examine them and if the sore hadn't spread it any further, if it hadn't gotten any worse, beginning to show signs of healing, he would send them back out for seven more days. And at the end of seven more days they would come back in before the priest. And if there was nothing there and the scab had begun to turn healing and they had begun to receive the healing from leprosy, he would pronounce them clean and he would tell them to go wash your clothing and go back into society because you are now clean. But this was the process of having leprosy. It could create a lot of problems for you whenever you got it in any area but it was a spiritual disease leprosy was more than just a disease it was a plague that God placed upon you for disobedience and that's what happened to Miriam that's what happened to these 10 leprosy lepers somewhere along the line they had done something that got out of the will of God and because of that God struck them with that disease but God don't want any of us struck with any diseases or any place he tells us in the 91st song that he would keep those things away from us as his people as his children, he would keep sickness and disease. He said, I will put none of the plagues that Egypt had. And you remember all the stuff that would have happened in Egypt. Uh, he said, I won't put them on you, my people. But I will put them on those that hate you. Those that come up and rise against you. Those are where those particular things would come. Leprosy was not something that you want to contend with. It is the word of God. It is the will of God that you don't get any disease or any sickness. My prayers that God will continue to keep this congregation and heal you 100% from whatever sickness, whatever disease the devil tried to attack you. And sometimes the devil will try to attack you just so you can respond to it. It can be mental. 
Sometimes people have mental illnesses and they think they're sick. And the devil stir in your mind and tell you, I've got this, you've got that, this is going on, that's going on. And you say, I rebuke that. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. And I speak life and health to my physical body. And we read those scriptures that bring us health, bring us healing. When you're not feeling good, just pray the word of God. Get the oil and anoint yourself. I do it. If I'm not feeling good, I say, okay, let me anoint this area and pray over it. And then the next thing I know, when I'm focused on something else, I don't feel that pain. I don't feel that sickness or whatever's going on anymore. Because God wants us to depend on him. Look at these verses. 11 says, it came to pass when he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten lepers. Which stood afar off. Now they knew they couldn't come too close. But they stood afar off and lifted their voices with loud voices. They said to him, have mercy on us. Now notice, they didn't say heal us. They just said, master, have mercy on us. Jesus already knew what the customs were. He already knew that they had to go before the priest and show him that they were cleansed of leprosy. And his response was... And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, the command of obedience, they simply obeyed what Christ had told them to do. And, 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 And God told that to the centurion who came to him about his daughter. And he said, come or my child will die. And he said, your child is fine. Go back home. And when the man turned around at that very moment, his daughter was healed of her sickness. When he got home, he asked, what in the world happened? When did she begin to amend? He he said, at the certain hour. He said, that is the same time I was talking to the Messiah about her sickness. Obedience was the first command that Christ gave these ten lepers. Be obedient. Don't show yourselves to the priest. When they turned around to go show themselves to the priest, the Bible tells us, and as they went, they were cleansed. Before they even got there. When they started on their journey to see the priest, they received healing. Sometimes when you ask God and he tell us what to do to induce our healing, he may tell you to do this. He may tell you to do that. He may tell you to get this. He may say, go anoint yourself. See, you've got to have a tentative ear to the Holy Spirit. And when he speaks, you've got to respond to that, to that voice that says, go in there and get that oil and lay it on yourself and pray on yourself. Go in there and get this or that and take it. Or go and drink some water and that will relieve itself. Sometimes our body can be so full of toxins that we need to be detoxed. And he may tell you to do a detox on yourself and you'll feel a whole lot better. The simple thing sometimes is all it takes for wellness. And then sometimes we need to have medical attention. Doctors are not here by chance. Luke, this very book we're reading in, he was a medical doctor. And he went and, and took care of the sick. And, and help them with their sicknesses and their diseases and gave them medicine to heal themselves until their faith was strong enough to overcome the sicknesses and diseases that were being placed and pushed upon them. Yes, yes. The Bible tells us, and says, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, the scripture says, turned around and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face and his knees at his feet, and gave him glory and praise and thanks for the healing that he had received. Now just imagine when God heals us, if we didn't stop and say, Lord, I thank you. 
Lord, I praise you. Lord, I exalt you. See, it's about God. It's about Christ. When we give him glory and praise, we find healing and health and deliverance from whatever we're experiencing and whatever we're going through. God will give us victory. All we have to do is bleed him for it. And as you believe in and as you pray and as you seek him and as you trust him, you say, I don't feel nothing. I can't tell no difference. But keep praising him. Keep thanking him. Keep asking him. Keep calling upon him. And he will deliver you and set you free from whatever you're going through. See, Paul had a what? Thong in the side. He had a thong in his flesh. And, and, and he prayed and asked God to remove it. And he prayed a second time and asked God to remove it. And he prayed a third time and said, Lord, remove this thong in my side. It's troubling me. And and, and he said, he finally came to the conclusion. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, he didn't remove it. He just said, my grace will keep you. See, grace is that extended favor of God that watches over you and keeps you, even though you may be going through something with sickness, even though you may be going through problems. God said the spirit within you will keep you. It is the spirit that controls the body, not the other way around. Some people depend on the body and then try to cry out to the spirit, but man is spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. So the spirit controls everything. He said, my grace will keep your spirit and your spirit will keep your body. Your, my, your spirit will keep you alive and well. Seek me through the spirit and the Holy Spirit and allow the spirit of God through the inner man's spirit to keep you whole, healthy and wealthy and even keep you when you're sick and not feeling good. God will keep you. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is call upon him and rely upon him and say, Lord, I need your help. Sometimes you got to get medical attention. But even with that, that's the healing of God being induced in your physical body. Sometimes you get such infections, you've got to have something to help you overcome what you're dealing with. You can keep faith and trust in God till it manifests if you're strong enough, or you can go seek medical attention. And I urge you, if you're not strong enough in faith, go get medical attention. And get yourself well, and then continue to do the things that bring glory and praise unto God. Look at the word of God. Paul, John said in John 3, 1, Beloved, I pray that you may be prosper in all things and in good health. Just as your soul prospers. He said, now, as you are prospering spiritually, I want you to prosper physically. As you are in health spiritually, I want you to be in health physically. He said, I want you walking around in health. You know, you've seen people that you look at them and you can't tell what the age is. And they tell you I'm 90. They tell you I'm 95. I'm 94. They tell you I'm 100. And you sitting up there going, that can't be. You don't look like you're a day over 60 or a day over 65. But they're 90 and 100 and over 100 years old. And God has kept them in their good health, in their right mind, full of good health and strength. Why? Because they gave glory and praise to God even when they were not well. And God says, I'm going to hear you. He said, I will give you a long life if you keep your faith and trust in me. Whenever you're sick, call upon me and I will deliver you. He tells us in 1 Peter these words. He said in 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bear our sicknesses in his own body on a tree that we, notice the operative, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness and by whose? His stripes we are healed. He said you're dead to sin, live to righteousness. It is my stripes that give you healing. 
because of what I went through on the cross, because of what I had to go through at one hall from, from Pilate to Caiaphas and back to Pilate and then to the, to, to the Tabry Hill and being strung on the cross and nailed to the cross. And then once all of that had taken place, I died and was buried and resurrected the third day so that you could walk around and have health and healing in your physical body. You should give God praise for healing when you're sick. If you got a simple cold, give God praise for the cold. Say, Lord, I'm healed. You have a fever? I command this fever to break in the name of the Savior and the healer of my salvation. And you'll notice after a while the sweat start pouring off of you. And you, all of a sudden you start feeling good. You ever seen a baby when the fever break off of them? They just get to playing and being happy and running around and rejoicing. And you're going like, wait a minute, that child was sick a few minutes ago. But you laid hands on it. You say, I command this fever to break. And when the fever broke, the child became normal, came to himself again. And he began to rejoice and run around and be himself. And that's how God wants us to be. When God heals us, he wants us to rejoice and give him praise because he is the only one that can heal us. Don't care what the doctor say, don't care what nobody else say. We can go to him, we can rely on him, we can get stuff from him. But God still has to help induce that healing in your physical body. Don't give all the credit to man because God created man. He made him in his own image and in his own likeness that man may seek and call upon him. When you're not feeling well, we understand. That's why I tell brothers and sisters in this congregation, if you're not feeling well, don't push yourself. Do what you need to do to get better. Then come. See, God's not going to hold it against you because you're sick and you're not feeling well. Just keep praying and trusting him. And whenever you can come, come. Whenever you can be among the brethren, come and be among the brethren. But trust God that continues to say, Father, I know it is your will. I know it is your world. So he said, with your stripes, with my stripes, you were healed. Jeremiah tells us in 17 and verse 14, these words, he said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for thou art my praise. Notice, he didn't give credit to the doctor. He didn't give credit to the nurse. He said, you are my praise. I praise you in my circumstances. I praise you in my sicknesses and in my diseases. I praise you for healing. I bless you for the glorious power that only you can give me through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he'll say to yourself, Holy Spirit, flow through them and heal them in the name of Jesus Christ. And the power and the presence of God will go right through you. And after a while you go like, wait a minute. Oh, I don't, I don't feel that no more. Sometimes we can pour the oil on you and the oil itself does the work. It's the Holy Spirit running through that oil. Soon as it pours on you, you say, I, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh, I don't, I don't feel that no more. I had a girl, she stood before me one day and, and I was getting ready to pray for her. And I just took and poured the oil on her. And when I poured the oil on top of her head, she said, the headache left. I never even touched her. That was God. It was the Holy Spirit. As soon as I pulled the oil on top of her head, the, the, it left. And she said she had never had it anymore. The last time I talked to her a couple years ago, she said that headache never came back. But see, that was an attack of the enemy. And see, the devil wants you to be sick, broken, destroyed, distraught. He wants you worried, concerned, and confused. And he wants you asking a lot of questions. Any excuse to keep you from coming to the house of God, that's what the devil going to sow in your mind. Anything he can say, well, this happened or that happened, or this took place or that took place. Anything that is good enough for him to make you think, no, I don't need to do that. That's what the devil does. You lay there in misery. You lay there worried and complaining and, and frustrated because you're not getting the word of God. See, God sent us to the house of God for what? Refill. You know the gas tank run out. And you got to make a stop at the service station sometime. Now, if you don't stop, just keep driving and you'll find out why you need to stop at the service station. 
So it is with the word of God. You got to keep them refilled. You got to keep filling, filling the tank. The word of God feeds the soul. The word of God inspires the spirit. It uplifts the heart. You got to have a refill every now and then. You got to stop by the church so you can get a refill and fill the tank so you can have something to operate on during the course of the week. Because the devil is going to attack you. He's going to come against you with everything he got and more. But are you willing to stand and take that stand and stand firm and say, I'm going by the house of God and get a little bit more gasoline from the Holy Ghost. A little bit more Holy Ghost fire to ignite the flame in my heart, to encourage, to inspire, to uplift, and, and help me to make it another day, another week, another month, another year. However long the Lord allow me to be in the midst of his people. I need the energy and the strength of the word of God to feed my soul. And when he feeds my soul, I can be feeling liberal. I am rejuvenated. And the word of God is filling my heart. He said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, what shall be filled? Many people are not filled because they don't, they're not hungry. But the time is going to come and they're going to get it. The Bible said the time is going to come. They're going to look for it. They're going to seek it. And say, See, while the Holy Spirit is here, now is the time to get in line. And now is the time to do what you need to do to serve the Lord and to get the power and the glory and the presence of God in your heart and your mind. And get as much of the word of God as you can. Because the time is going to come when the Holy Spirit is going to be lifted from the earth. And it's going to be misery and chaos all over this nation. When that happens all over the world, because the Bible says God's going to come back for his own. And when he come back, the Holy Spirit is going to leave with him. And when the Holy Spirit leaves, there will be no influence and no reason for anybody to seek the church. No reason for anybody to seek God, because there will be nothing here to encourage or inspire them to do that. People wondering and meandering and running around doing all kinds of things and finding every tiny thing to do. And they make every excuse in the world for God. God don't need you to make no excuses for him. He's God. He don't need you to make no excuses for not doing what he told you to do. You can't make no excuse. How are you going to stand before God and say, now, Father, on this particular day, I want to tell you why. No, 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 no. You're without excuse, my sister, my brother. You have no excuse before God. God said, look, I made you. I created you. I created the body that you're in. I created the spirit that's in the body that you're in. I created the soul and the spirit that I gave you in the body that you're in. I gave you will, emotion, intellect, intelligence. I gave you a mind. I gave it all to you. Now, if I take it all, what do you have? So you have no excuse before me. None. We're all without excuse. We're all without excuse. We're all saved by the grace of God. We're all sinners. God said there is none good, no, not one. So people expect you to be perfect. Well, I've got news for you. I'm not perfect and I don't intend to be perfect. Only what the Lord intends for me to do in perfection is what I will do, what I will manifest and what I will carry out and nothing more. And that goes for every one of us in the sanctuary. God only allows us to have so much of his presence and his power within our lives. Jeremiah tells us, he said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I will be saved. For thou art my praise. Luke picked it up in, the, in 17 and verse 14. Look at that 14 verse. And they said, and when they saw him, when, they, when he saw them, he said unto them, what? Go show yourself to the priest. And whenever they showed themselves to the priest, it took the operation of faith. See, you've got to be obedient and turn around and do what God asked you to do for your healing. But then in the obedience, you've got to believe that he's going to do it. See, if you faith without works is what? Dead. That's what the scripture teaches us. 
You gotta have faith because if you don't have faith, you're gonna die on the vine. Dying on the vine because what? We don't have faith. Faith, the grain of a mustard seed is all you need. Can you see a mustard seed? And 99 times, you cannot, you can barely see it in somebody's hand. A mustard, ladies, you know, you, ladies that do all the cooking, you know what a mustard seed looks like. It is the tiniest seed, but when it's planted, it grows the biggest tree. But a mustard seed is all the faith you need. You said, Father, that's what they said in the word, help my unbelief. Give me relief from whatever I'm experiencing, whatever I'm going through. Sometimes I'll be in pain. I refuse to take anything. I say, I'm going to trust God to, to heal me. I'm going to trust God to deliver me. I'm going to trust God to do what he needs to do for me. I refuse to take a pill. I refuse to go to a doctor. I just say, I'm going to sit there till God work. And I trust that he'll do it. And every single time he has never, never, ever, ever failed. What did David say? I have been young and I am now old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging for bread. God says, if you are righteous and walk upright and do the things of God, he will protect you and watch over you. Look at Matthew chapter 9. Verse 20 said, and suddenly the woman who had the issue of the flow of blood for 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. Now that's faith. She came behind him. She just believed, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. You ever, somebody said, Paul said he used to walk and people were just walking and walking and stepping in his shadow. And when they stepped in his shadow, they was healed. If they could just touch, get it, if he could get, get a handkerchief or something was healed, they would be healed because the power and the presence of God was so strong on him that, that they walk in his shadow and receive total healing. Remember the man at the pools of Bethesda? He was there for 38 long years. And he sat there, and he sat there, and the water would stir every year around the same time. And he said every time he tried to step in the water, when the water was stirred, somebody stepped down before him, and he couldn't get healed. What did Jesus say? Son, it ain't about the water. It's about your faith. Take up your bed and walk. Will you be made whole? I ain't got nobody to put me in the pool. He didn't ask you to have anybody to put you in the pool. He said, will you be made whole? He said, take up your bed and walk. The man took up his bed and walked. Why? Because the faith inside of him gave him the strength to get up and go about the business. The Holy Spirit healed him when he made an effort to stand strong and took the step out on his faith that God will heal him. And that's exactly what Christ did to him. He healed him. He delivered him. Faith is complete trust and confidence in the God who heals you, not in the healing. Your faith must be in God, not in the healing. You must trust God. If God don't heal you, you still got to have faith and trust. And say, I trust the God who heals, not the healing. Because the healing comes from the God who heals me, not me or somebody else. God says, I am your healer. I am the one that will deliver you. I am the one that will keep you. You have to have faith. And once you have faith and believe that God will do it, guess what? He will. He will heal you of whatever you're going through. He will get you, help you overcome sickness and disease. Christ will do it. He don't need anybody else to interfere or to stand in the way. He alone will heal, deliver, and set you free. It is the will of God for you to overcome every sickness and disease. He told that to Israel. He says, and the Lord will take away from you all the sickness that he put on the disease and the diseases that he put on Egypt, which you knew about. In Deuteronomy 7 and 15. And then he said, on top of all of that, he says, I will heal you. And then he says, I will put the diseases on them that hate you. That's the word of God. Praise the Lord. 
Matthew 10 and 8 says, Christ told his disciples, go out there, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Now he said, this power I've given you freely. So you take it and give it freely. And the psalmist tells us in 6 and 2, have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. See, those men back in the old days, they went through situations and circumstances of sicknesses and disease. That's nothing new with us. That's been around for ages and generations and generations. Psalm 41 and 3 said, The Lord will strengthen him upon his bed of languishing. Thou will make all of his bed in his sickness. When you're sick, keep your faith and trust in God. If you land flat on your back, say, the Lord will get me up out of this place. Sometimes Brother Andrew said, I'm praying that God will let me come back out one more time. I'm praying to you. And I said, he will, brother. You'll be back. Now, I don't be long before he walk through that door. That's how you have to have that kind of faith. That I'm going to be able to do this again and again and again and again and again until the Lord calls me home. See, I want you healed. God wants you healed. God wants you delivered from sickness and disease. He wants you to overcome the problems of life. Luke tells us in the 10th chapter, verses 19 and 20, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all of the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, he said, don't rejoice in that, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rejoice rather that your names are written in heaven. He said, just like he said, you got power, you speak to the devil, and he commanded, Satan, I command you to flee from me in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeshua HaMashiach, our Savior. I command you, I resist you. How do you resist? By the word of God and prayer. When you resist Satan, you say, I rebuke that in the name of Christ, my Lord and Savior. And when I rebuke it, guess what God does? He moves it from me. He delivers me from it. And he gives me victory over whatever the, the devil ain't going to stop attacking you. But you've got to realize when he does that God has given you strength to overcome the attacks of Satan in your life. See, a lot of churches ain't going to tell you about the thing you need to know to overcome the attacks and the problems of Satan. They want to, oh, Lord, y'all just pray for me. You pray for yourself. So you got to pray for yourself. Not just the preacher pray. The saints pray. You tell everybody to pray and you just wait on the answer. No, you pray too. See, pray for yourself. Pray for others, but pray for yourself. Thank you, Lord. And when you pray for yourself, sometimes, you, you know, what did David say? I have to encourage myself sometimes. See, it gets hard, the road gets rough, but you've you got to step in yourself and say, Lord, these scriptures are coming to my mind. And open your Bible, and if God opens the pages, uh, and you open the pages, God gives you the word that you need to help you to get the strength that you need to deal with whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. So whatever you're going through, the word of God is the answer. Prayer to God is the answer. When you read the word, the word, if you read the Psalms especially, those are prayers that David and other Psalms, it was 105 people that wrote this book. And they wrote prayers in this book that are strengthening, that will strengthen you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27 and verse 1. See, you have to pray the word. The Lord is my shepherd, Psalm 23. I shall not want he make of me the what? Lie down in green pastures, leadeth me beside the still waters, restores my soul, my cup runneth over, goodness and mercy. He said, seek me, talk to me, pray to me, worship me. Sometimes you don't need to ask God for nothing when you pray. Sometimes all of our prayers are what? Petitions, Father, I need, give me, help me, I need, give me, help me. 
I need, I need. No, I just go to him and say, Father, I don't want anything. I just want to get closer to you. I just want to feel your presence and your power. I just want to say thank you and praise you and exalt you and uplift you and worship you. And the more you do that, the more you feel his presence, the more you feel his power. And you're not begging him for anything and asking him for anything. And the next thing you know, you got more than you had had thought or you was thinking about praying for. You got more than that. God gave you more than that because you didn't even ask for it. Remember Solomon? Solomon said, Lord, just give me wisdom to govern your people. He said, that's all I want is wisdom. And God gave him riches because he didn't ask for it. And that's how we have to, we just go to God and say, Lord, I just want to bless you. I just want to praise you. I just want to be closer to you. Give me more understanding. Give me more revelation, hidden wisdom. Give me hidden knowledge of thy word. Help me to understand and to know your will and your way and your purpose. And in doing that, God gives you more than that. He gives you the physical because you seek the spiritual. It gives you deliverance because you call out and say, I just bless you no matter what my state is. Right? What did Paul say? In whatever state you're in, to be content and to give him praise and to give him glory and to magnify and edify his holy and righteous name. In closing, seek him, trust him. This centurion came, or this leper came to Christ. And when he came back, he said, I thank you for my healing. Now this was a foreigner. In other words, he was not a Jew or or an Israelite. He was a foreigner. And because he was a foreigner, Christ said, I expected more than that out of the ones that's supposed to be following me. But this foreigner comes back and falls on his face and gives glory to God through Christ. And that's what God expects. Come back and say thank you. Seek him. Obey him. Have faith in what he says. And for God's sake, always give thanks in all things. No matter what you experience, tell him thank you for what you're going through, for what he's about to do. Say that the praises go up, his blessings come down. The more you praise and thank him, the better off you're going to be. It may look gloom and doom and dark. Don't worry about it. Say, Father, it's in your hands. We sung that song this morning. I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, where shall I go? It's like a baby. When you beat it, guess what? It comes right back to you because it ain't got nowhere else to go. When you spank a child, come to the one that spanked him. Where else is it going to go? It has to come back to mommy. It has to come back to daddy. He called all of them. The baby, if it's small enough, it'll call mommy, daddy, and daddy, mommy, too. When you spank it, it's coming right back to you for what? Comfort because... You know, God does the same things with us. When we get out of line, he chastises us. Well, where can we go? We got to go back to him. For he's the one that created and made us and know us. And we have to rely upon him to deliver us. Even in chastising. say, Father, I got a bad whip in that time, but I still trust you. I still love you. You are my savior. I still bless you. I still worship you. But remember, ask him. Trust him. Have faith in him. And then after you have faith, and obey, tell him thank you because you receive healing and deliverance for whatever you experience. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, our Yeshua, our Savior, we thank you and we stand upon the word of the power of the Holy Spirit and we command every satanic force manipulating our health to be loose and to come out in the name of Yeshua. We bind all the powers of Satan that come against our physical body. 
We disarm, defeat, and destroy every power of the enemy in the mighty name of Yeshua, Christ, our Lord and Savior. We ask you, power of our Father, through the redeeming power and the anointed power of the Messiah and the Holy Spirit, to heal all sickness and disease among us and those outside of this church right now in the name of Yeshua. We rebuke sickness and in the physical body, we rebuke it in the mind and we ask you and command a boost in our immune system. We bind the powers of Satan attacking all of the organs in our physical body and we ask you to quicken us and give us wholeness and completeness. Restore us to health in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. We bless you today. We praise you. We glorify and edify you for you are the Lord of our life. You are our strength and our help. You are our righteousness, our holiness. And we rely and depend totally upon you, our Savior. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning for this word that has come forth to bless, uplift, and encourage your people. We glorify you. We magnify you. We ask it now in your most holy and powerful name, Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all of God's people say it. Amen. Amen. God bless you today and heaven smile.